Publisher Podcast, Episode 79. Welcome to the Publisher Podcast, a place where you can come to get inspiration, motivation, help, encouragement, and support in your journey to write, publish, and sell your book. Hosted by Alexa Bigwarf. Cause I've been where you've been And I felt what you're feeling And I don't wanna get in your way Today I'm going to dig into something that I don't normally do, and that's actually talking about numbers from a launch and um, a very significant lesson retu- lesson learned on this very serious impact, negative impact of returns. We had recently had a situation with one of the books that we've published that I'm going to share real data from in the hopes that we can keep other authors and publishers from making similar mistakes um, because this was a painful one. But before I get into that, I just want to remind you a couple of things. If you're enjoying this podcast, I'd ask you to subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts and to share it with your friends. And the other thing I want to remind you about is the upcoming Women in Publishing Summit. It runs the first week of March, so we are in the year 2023. It will be running March 1 through 4, and we are gladly opening our community, selling tickets, and getting people lined up for what is bound to be an enormous and wonderful event. This is a live but virtual event, so what that means is that it is fully virtual. You can attend from anywhere at any time, but it's live on Zoom. Our attendees love this because they get to go into the workshops and actually interact with the workshop presenters, ask questions, and it's as close to being in a live event as you can get on the internet. We also have lots of networking sessions and opportunities for people to connect not only with our speakers, but with our sponsors and with the other attendees who come with a wide breadth of knowledge base and experience and background. So it's a great place for authors, for editors, for publishers, for book cover designers and book uh, formatters, for book marketers, for anyone involved in the publishing industry to really network with other people who are very knowledgeable, to help those who are brand new in the process of starting out, to provide community of encouragement and support, and to learn together and grow together. It's a great time. Our attendees rave about it and just some very meaningful relationships and educational opportunities have come um, out of this conference each year. So if you haven't gotten your ticket yet, head on over to womeninpublishingsummit.com and I'd like to give you an additional gift, which is an additional $50 off the price that you're going to see when you get to the cart if you use the coupon code 50 off WIP23, you'll save an additional $50 from the already discounted uh, early bird pricing. So again, that's 50OFFWIP23. And we really hope that we will see you there. Um, to say that it's life-changing is not an understatement. We have literally had multiple people reach out and tell us that the conference was life-changing to them. So I hope you'll join us, Summit.com. All right. <laughs> 
Let me get into the meat of this topic, which is about returns. Okay, before we get into this, this is just a quick disclaimer that this episode is pretty high level advanced, um, especially for those of you who are not using IngramSpark and don't know what I'm referring to with a lot of these things. I'm going to go through and talk about some backhouse data and things like that that you may absolutely not be familiar with yet. So I want you to listen so that you can be educated on this topic and I want you to bookmark this to come back to when it's time for you to set up your pre-order when you start using IngramSpark because at the end of the day, the positive thing is that now we know how to avoid this from happening in the future. We can mitigate our risk by not allowing this to happen again. Unfortunately, we can't do anything about the story that I'm about to tell you, but there's a solution for future to to hopefully avoid what happened in this particular situation. So if I'm going to tell you something negative, I like to tell you at least something positive. On the other hand, that's really the purpose of this podcast and of the Women in Publishing Summit community and of everything that we're doing at Write, Publish, Sell is to arm you with knowledge so that you can make the best decisions and hopefully not make some of the mistakes that we have made and that others that we've talked to along this journey have made. So Listen in. If you don't know what I'm talking about, that's okay. It will give you some general knowledge base. And then when you're ready for this, you can come back to it. All right, let's get to it. So a little bit of background information. If you are new to publishing, I always like to make sure that people understand what I'm talking about here. Um, You can publish your book through multiple different outlets. There are lots of companies that will publish the book for you and distribute it to all the places. For example, um, companies like draft to digital with the ebook copies, um, Obviously, Amazon KDP is the number one way to have your books organically published on Amazon. And then there's IngramSpark. I'm a big, huge fan of IngramSpark. I've been using it since I started um, my publishing business. First of all, it's the way to get your book into bookstores. If you're looking to have your books in bookstores and libraries, um, you're not going to get it there by going through Amazon retailers and librarians. Librarians, are, you know, some may buy from Amazon, but retailers are absolutely never going to buy your book from Amazon. Um, so Ingram gives you the opportunity to load your book and to publish it so that you can get it in places like Target and Barnes and Noble and Books a Million and your local indie bookstore and bookshop.org and all of those places. So I consider Ingram Spark to be an essential tool for authors, unless you know that your audience is only going to be buying your book on Amazon and that's where you want to stay and you just want to have it available on Amazon. If that's the case, then then KDP will work for you. But if you have any intention of being anywhere else, you should definitely be um, distributing your book through Ingram Spark. So that being said, there's some different fields and some challenges that come along with, which won't be a challenge for you if you know how to handle them properly. So first of all, make sure you head on over to the show notes and um, you can get a YouTube tutorial on how to set your book up on IngramSpark. But there's one thing that I will say, and that is I talk about whether or not you should make your book returnable. Well, okay, here is just the honest deal. And I'm just going to speak very transparently here and walk you through this. The reality is Most bookstores require you to have your book returnable for them to order from them. But the second reality is most bookstores are also not ordering large quantities from an indie author on their first book. 
Why? Because you don't have proof of anything yet. You're a brand new author. They have no idea if anyone's going to want your book or even come buy your book. So they're not likely to be out there looking for your book in the first place because there are thousands of books for them to order and they're looking at New York Times bestseller list. They're looking at the TikTok, uh, book talk things. They're looking at what they're already at the indie book report list. They're looking at books that are already selling and using and going to buy those to stock in their stores. However, you might be doing some local outreach to bookstores and they're probably going to ask you, is your book available through Ingram Spark and is it set up at the proper discount and returnability? What that means is, have you given a high enough discount so that they can purchase it and still make uh, money, which means it needs to be set on Ingram Spark at between a 53 to 55% return, I mean, I'm sorry, um, discount which all of this is explained in the tutorial, so I'm not gonna go too far into that. But that ensures that retailers get the appropriate amount that they need so that they can buy the book and sell it and still make a profit, is what you really need to know about that. And then they're gonna ask if it's returnable. Some stores will not purchase your book if it's not returnable, which leads a lot of authors to want to make their book returnable. But I'm about to tell you a cautionary tale about why you should absolutely not be making your book returnable. All right, so let's get into it. What does returnable mean? It means that if a bookstore buys your book and they can't sell it, they can send it back to Ingram Spark. Here's the problem. We don't know what condition those books are gonna be in and you may or may not be able to resell those books once they get returned. So if you're gonna make your book returnable, it's definitely suggested that you make it returnable and destroy. That saves a bit of the costs when it's coming back because they essentially just rip the cover off and send that back instead of um, sending back the full book. But you get fees assessed by Ingram Spark when you have returns. And I'm about to dig into that when I share some numbers. But first, before I forget to tell you, I wanna say what happens if your book isn't returnable and you're approaching a bookstore and they want you to have the book returnable. Okay, well I would suggest that the first conversation that you have with them is whether or not you can offer your book on consignment. Many small bookstores are very open to this idea because it's a win-win at no risk. Basically what this means is that you bring in a handful of copies of your book, they put it on display, you will agree to the terms between you and the retailer on what um, what percentage they get of the sale, and then if the book sells, then they pay you out the commission. If the book doesn't sell, then you get your books back and nobody is out any money out of pocket for that exchange obviously other than you purchasing the books to um, have on hand to get them into consignment. So in the beginning, before you're seeing a bunch of sales, before your book has taken off, unless your book takes off from the very beginning, which yay, um, I highly suggest that if you're working with local bookstores that you ask them first if a consignment method would work for them. Again, many are very open to this because there's no risk on their part. Second of all, even if your book is on um, returnability for bookstores. The likelihood of a bookstore ordering more than one to three copies at a time is very small, meaning that it's also very unlike, I mean, it's very big that they will only order one to three copies, excuse me there, but they're not going to order 15, 20 copies, which puts them at risk and puts you at risk for those returns. They'll likely order one to three copies and see how those do. Now, um, if, you have them only ordering one to three copies, the return 
is also unlikely because what's probably going to happen if they order a handful of books and they're not selling, they'll probably put them on clearance and try to sell them and try to recoup money that way rather than sending them back. Is this a guaranteed thing? Nope. This is just what we've heard from talking to different booksellers and authors about their experience, but that's not guaranteed. So you have to be knowledgeable of the fact that returns can eat up, the fees that you get assessed for returns can eat up every bit of money that you have made in sales. For example, a few years back, I had someone order 10 copies of Sunshine After the Storm, a survival guide for the grieving mother. One of those copies was returned and it ate up all the earnings from the other nine books. Like that's how significant these returns can be depending on a lot of different factors, whether it's um, destroy or not destroy, et cetera, et cetera. There's a lot of details that we don't really need to get in here because what I really need you to understand is this next statement. If you are a new author, a small publisher, um, or someone who is brand new or don't, don't have a lot of book sales with your, maybe you've published several books but you're not seeing lots of bookstores and you put your book on Ingram Spark. One of the biggest advantages to Ingram Spark is that it right now is the best way, the only way to get your book on pre-order on Amazon. Ingram distributes to Amazon. It will be selling on the Amazon page and it will be on pre-order on the Amazon page with fulfillment through Ingram Spark. It also allows it for pre-order at bookstores. So if you are talking to a local bookstore and you say my book is publishing on this date and I'd like to do an event at your store and they do want to purchase through Ingram Spark, then it's available for them to order in enough time to have when the book launch happens, to have on that publication date, which usually is when the most marketing and activity is going to be happening around your book. So here's what you need to do. You need to absolutely put your book as non-returnable. Um, and if a bookstore is giving you any hassle about that, then I need you to think big picture here and think, okay, is it worth what I'm about to tell you about, the risks of what I'm about to tell you about in order to get one to two sales from a bookstore that wants it returnable? I think you will decide when I'm done telling you this story that it's not worth it. Before I tell this story, and I will reiterate it again, I need you to know that Ingram Spark is absolutely a phenomenal tool for all authors who are publishing their books, and you can publish through Ingram Spark and KDP. Okay? So it doesn't have to be one or the other. One other thing newbies need to know is that you use the same ISBN. You're going to, wherever you put your, for each format. So your paperback book will have one ISBN across every store that it's sold in. Your ebook will have an ISBN across every store that it's sold in, your hardcover, your audiobook, etc. You're not going to be creating different um, ISBNs. You're not going to be using different interior files. The interior file is the same. Now the covers are going to have different requirements whether you're on KDP or Ingram Spark. But okay, those are just a couple things to explain to newbies who are thinking about this. And I know this is a lot of information being thrown out at you. And if you're brand new to it and haven't used Ingram Spark, it may sound like I'm speaking a foreign language right now. So try not to get caught up all in the details of the publishing on Ingram Spark and KDP and all of that. And just focus on the, on what I'm telling you right now. And that is when you're setting your book up on Ingram Spark for pre-order and probably in the three to six months that follow the launch of your book, you're going to want to ensure that you have set up your book as not returnable. 
All right, now let's dig into the why. Before I share the details and the numbers associated with this, I want to explain the background of where the knowledge came from on why I think this happened. Okay, so I, as a publisher, publish our books through both KDP and Ingram Spark, and I've got 10 years of data looking at um, to, to give me some knowledge. But additionally, Purple Butterfly Press is traditionally distributed. And through that route, I get to see really good data on where sales are coming from, where orders are coming from, and where returns come from. In the time that I have been publishing books traditionally through our distributor, we started our first book, The Kindness Machine, back in March of 2022 and have published uh, six or seven more books through them since then. I've been able to look at the data and kind of see what happens. What happens is Amazon, (laughs) Amazon happens. Those of you who are familiar with Amazon know that they have a prime commitment to getting books to people, to getting anything to people within two days if they're available through Prime, which books are. So they will pay attention to the algorithm of activity on a page. So if you're doing your job as a as a publisher and as an author and marketing hard on pre-orders and getting people to your page, Amazon sees the activity level and they make an educated guess on how many books they need to have in their different warehouses so that they can meet this two-day delivery uh, promise. So they're gonna go in and they're gonna place orders for books, usually large quantities of orders for books in the hopes that they can have enough books at their warehouses so that if the demand that they anticipate is reached, they can fulfill those orders and still reach that in their two-day window. But then what happens is if you don't have the sales that are anticipated, after 90 days or sometimes a little bit less than that, if those books haven't sold, they start returning them to the distributor. This is very bad. So what we want to do is we want to avoid the ordering of a lot of copies of books, them not selling, and them being returned at a very costly amount to the author and publisher. For example, if they see a lot of activity on a book, they may order 50 copies, 70 copies, 350 copies. They may place an order that is is based on the amount of activity that they see going to that sales page. And um, a lot of times it's far too many books. So then those books get returned. Unfortunately, on the side of IngramSpark, when you get your reports after the sales, you can't see who has purchased the books and who has returned the books. So in this case study that I'm about to tell you, I don't know for 100% sure that this is what happened. So you can't say that I said it's absolutely what happened. However, after watching sales data and return data from um, our distributor where I can see exactly where the sales and returns have come from, this is my best guess. So let me talk to you about the case study at hand. So we launched a book in October and the author did a great job we as the publisher did a great job making sure that this book was very very visible during the pre-order portion which pre-orders are great it allows people to um, get your book in advance it allows you to start marketing the book before it's available for purchasing it allows a lot of great things it allows bookstores to see what's happening um, and purchase that book if they are so inclined etc etc 
but it can throw off an algorithm if the activity is really high and Amazon thinks, oh, we should order a bunch of copies of this book because we think that on launch day, there's gonna be X number of sales. So this author, again, did a great job marketing her book, did all the right things, worked her tail off. We made sure that the book was available in all the places that it should be as a publisher to notify um, retailers, librarians, and readers that the book was coming out. And um, she had a pretty successful pre-order campaign, especially as a first-time author. So let me tell you what happened. She sold, in the time frame of 1 October to the end of December, she sold 142 books. And then, at some point in December, 72 books were returned. One was returned by itself, so that could have been a bookstore that ordered too many and returned. We just don't know because we don't know where that return came from. And then there was a return order of 71 copies. So of these returns, the net sales were $958. Um, The returns added up to $486, okay? That gave a net sales of $472.50. You take out the print charges, which were $570.84. That's always going to be the case. You always have those print charges taken out. And then you get um, the royalties of the remainder less the discount price, which was 55%. And um, that left a net publishing compensation of negative $98.34. So for the hard work that she did and that we did as the publisher, 142 sales, yay. But now we owe Ingram Spark $98.34 because of those 72 returns. And there's no money left over to pay the author any royalties because we owe Ingram Spark $98. So those returns completely ate up any sales she actually had. Based on the information that I provided you before this, talking about where the knowledge came from, it is my belief that Amazon ordered a large quantity of books, assuming that they were going to have a certain number of demand. And when those books didn't sell, they returned them within a 90-day window. 71 copies okay so this is why it's super important that you do not put your book as returnable in your pre-order period and within the six months after your launch so when a buyer buys books and it's returnable they have 180 days from the time that your book is uh, purchased or in that returnability window to return the book so let's say you just left it at not returnable for your pre-order period well that doesn't help you because if amazon if amazon does purchase a large quantity and you set it to returnable on your launch date, they still have that 180 day window to return them. So the best best advice I can give you is to not make it returnable through your pre-order period and I, to be on the safe side for six months past your launch date. What I think 
will happen is that if your book, because we've done this, we've launched many books that have had great pre-order windows and have never had this situation occur. And as I was looking at what could have made this situation different, I realized that with all of our other books, we had them set as not returnable because of the fear of this happening. And I believe, again, this is just my belief based on what I've been looking at from data across multiple sources and multiple launches, is that when the book is not returnable, Amazon does not place huge orders like that on a book. They just meet the print-on-demand requirements. I think that if your book is not returnable, that it will avoid this situation from happening. So let's talk about what it even means with the whole print on demand. Just going back to what I explained about um, about the Amazon Prime situation, in, your book is supposed to be print on demand through Amazon and through IngramSpark. But because of their commitment to the two-day window, they will order or print more quantities of the book to have them on hand so that they are available. If you're only distributed through KDP and they print too many copies, what will happen is they'll just continue to sell those copies until they're gone and you won't um, know anything about it because Amazon doesn't charge you directly for returns on their site. They just don't pay you royalties if a book is returned and then they resell it or if they have too many copies on hand. Um, I'm not sure what happens when they when they print too many copies on hand because they don't share this kind of data with us, but my guess is when you see your book significantly discounted, it's because they have copies on hand that they're trying to move at any uh, price point that they can. So. I know that's a lot of information and it could be really confusing, but the biggest takeaway here is that yes, yes, I fully agree you should be using Ingram Spark to distribute your book if you're looking at getting anywhere besides Ingram Spark, uh, sorry, Amazon. However, if you're going to make your book available on Ingram Spark, please make it non-returnable until you get outside of that window and um, when you're marketing to bookstores, if they're requesting that you make it returnable, now you have a little bit of knowledge to have an educated discussion with them about what's happened with Amazon and your concerns about it and see if there's any way that they're willing to make your book um, uh, available on consignment. If their answer is no to that question, that doesn't mean that you can never work with that bookstore. That just means that you should tell them that you'll come back to them after your 180-day window and, um, and, and work with them at that point in time. That's not necessarily a bad thing because then it gives you the opportunity to continue marketing your book to bookstores later on down the road, and you will want to continue trying to sell and move that book to as many places as possible when you can. But because six months after your launch, you're probably not going to be seeing the high, high numbers on Amazon, and by the way, if you're distributed through KDP and through Ingram Spark, after the launch date, your book is likely going to be fulfilled directly through Amazon, not even going through IngramSpark, you should avoid this problem. I realize I have probably opened up a whole can of worms for people to ask questions about. And, you know, this is a complicated element of selling books and it's high, it's advanced, it's advanced knowledge. So if you're a newbie and this like really blew your mind, 
Um, I do apologize for all of that. If you've been in the industry for a while and have published and have seen some of these things, I'd love to hear your feedback and things that you have heard and seen um, and done. But at the end of the day, these are all really wonderful tools for you to publish your book. Ingram Spark, Amazon, all of these different places, um, they are they are necessary for you if you're going to be selling your book unless you've decided to just go direct through your website using a company like Lulu or something like that. But then you you have the full burden of all the marketing to get people to your store, etc., etc. So there's positives and negatives to every way that you go. But I think that if you take the steps of just making your book non-returnable for that window of time, getting your sales up, you know, having it distributed the way that it needs to be distributed, but not having this concern about owing Ingram Spark money when a large order is replaced and then returned, you can avoid a lot of headaches. Again, it's highly unusual that a bookstore itself will ever ever order massive quantities of your book at one time, especially if you are a new author or don't have any kind of social proof of sales. Again, they're more than likely going to order just a small handful of copies. And even if there is one or two returned, you're looking at fees, yes, but not at this same level. However, if it's available for someone to bulk purchase large quantities and you get a return, you're going to find yourself in some hot water. So I hope that makes sense. I hope you understand the key takeaway is yes, using Spark, yes, use KDP, depending on what your goals are for distribution, but make sure that you're educated and how to set it up properly so that you don't face a big issue on returns. So how can you ask more questions about this, get information, learn more, become more educated? Well, join us at the Women in Publishing Summit. And just as a side note, we will have reps from Ingram Spark there. They're doing a tech session on how to set up your book. They are going to walk you through the process, make sure that you're set up properly. Whether or not they advise you to put your book uh, returnable or not, I don't know what they're going to say on that. But um, it will be a great opportunity for you to come in and ask them questions. So I encourage you again to head on over, get your ticket at womeninpublishingsummit.com. Use that coupon code 50 off WIP23 to save an additional uh, $50. And come ask your questions, come network with other publishers, come network with other authors, come network with other experts in the industry so that you can ask these types of questions and be as armed as possible with the best information to make the best decisions when you're publishing your book at the least amount of pain to you in the future. All right. Feel free to send us an email at support at womeninpublishingsummit.com if if you have further questions and we can try and answer them. But really, the best place to get this information is through our community. You can visit the YouTube channel. My YouTube channel is um, Write, Publish, Sell. So if you go to YouTube and look up Write, Publish, Sell, you'll be able to find different tutorials that we've done on loading your book to Ingram Spark. And then just note that whatever I say about returns in my tutorial that I set up, that my advice at this point in time for all small publishers and all um, newer authors is, and even maybe authors who um, want to avoid this potential on returns, is to make your book not returnable. Hopefully that point has come through loud and clear. I'll also include some links in the show notes of this presentation so that you can watch those videos and learn more. 
And um, hopefully this will save you from having a situation in your future where you work your tail off for a book launch, see great pre-orders, and then three months later see a giant return that squelches any progress that you made and leaves you owing money. It's just kind of one of the risks that come along with this this publishing industry. However, I hope that this episode helped you take some action that will mitigate that risk, still allow you to get your book up on pre-order, still allow you to take the steps that you need to make sure that your book is distributed as widely as possible, but allow you to not have this issue come up in your future. All right, if you enjoyed this podcast, I hope that you'll share it with your community. I hope that you'll subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts and come join us at the Women in Publishing Summit so that we can continue digging into topics like this and avoiding as much pain as possible as we navigate the publishing industry together. Thank you for joining us on the Publisher Podcast. We hope to see you back for the next episode. Great, huge thanks goes to Jasmine Commerce for the use of her song. You can find Jasmine on SoundCloud. Go check out all of her music. We'll see you next time.